This episode of the Dylan Sawyer Show is sponsored by Sellerboard. Sellerboard is the accurate profit analytics tool for Amazon sellers that helps you calculate your profit precisely, accounting for all hidden fees in real time. You can monitor your sales, refunds, profits, and other financial KPIs to make better informed decisions. Pricing starts at only 15 bucks a month. And with my code in the description, you can get your first two months for free. And there's more. Sellerboard will help you collect more reviews, manage your inventory, get informed about listing changes, uh, optimize your PPC campaigns, and a lot more. Try Sellerboard today. Link in the description it is the accurate profit analytics software. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode nine of the Dylan Sawyer Show. Today we have my dad once again back on. Welcome. Well, thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, today we're going to be covering pretty much everything that's been going on in the last week or two, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, my opinions on the sales, on what I was buying, all of that type of stuff. It's going to be a very Q4 focused podcast. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So first, wait, I'll, wait. hold on. Don't, aren't you going to ask me like, how did you get into Amazon and how did you start <laughs> in my backstory? <laughs> 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 that's always where we start what happened that, that is always where we start it's time to switch it up a little bit we gotta change it up <laughs> okay okay cool let's do that <laughs> but all right go ahead sorry so to start for for black friday i was pretty happy with the volume the sales for, for buying wise from like the retail side of things i was actually very happy with black friday sales this year there's a cool. lot of good stuff out there um Every year, it seems that Black Friday gets a little bit earlier and earlier. Like it'll start November 15th, you'll start seeing early Black Friday sale. So, taking advantage of that is really, really important because a lot of the times, a lot of these good SKUs are going to be completely sold out by the time Black Friday or Cyber Monday rolls around. So, you need to be on top of it early. And we're seeing it every single year, it gets earlier and earlier. And even with Cyber Monday sales, they keep kind of like a lot of these websites still run the sale today. A lot of them are going to be running it for the next couple days. So it seems like this whole Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing is kind of getting extended to be like a multi-week type of thing. But I still say that Black Friday is a little bit better on the buying end of things. And Cyber Monday is definitely going to be better on the selling end of things, especially for Amazon sellers because it's an online platform. Cyber Monday was great for me in sales. It beat out my Black Friday by maybe 25 to 30%. But the thing is, we're going to see 10, 15 days in a row in December that are all significantly better than Cyber Monday. Uh, Prices in December are better. Volume is higher, like December 12th, December 15th. Around that time, it's going to be way better. And prices are also going to be way higher because of all the sellers who've sold out after Black Mm -hmm. Friday, Cyber Monday. And that's what a lot of my day-to-day is right now, just looking at products I'm deep on, checking to see what the other sellers are stocked at, how much they're priced at and all of that information so I can make a more accurate repricing decision, which is now going to be my main focus of December. I'm kind of done with buying now, or I might buy some for the next like two, three days. Once December hits, my buying is stopped. I'm done with buying once December rolls around, but might get some POs in and some more OA stuff in before then. But I'm an FBA only type of guy. I do a little bit of FBM, but that's just stuff that's like if it's sitting around the house or I've had it for a while and I just want to get rid of it. It's not something I do on like a large scale anymore. Did that in the warehouse last year. And man, it's a headache when you got thousands of packages coming in and you got to just ship out like two, 300 orders a day. It takes all your time away from like looking at your inventory, looking at your pricing, Mm. and you're just kind of in the day to day, just packing every single day. It's not a fun place to be. 
But <laughs> for, for me, being all FBA, like it, it's kind of going to be too late if I'm buying stuff on December 5th, December 10th, and trying to send it in before Christmas. It's just not going to check in in time. Hey, so I, I have a question for you. What yeah. is like your Q4 volume look like compared to the middle of the year? So everybody can get an idea of the differences between. I mean, is there a vast difference? Are we talking big numbers or what do you got? Yeah, so it's very item dependent. So mm. for something like a giftable item, it could easily be 10x the volume compared to like mm. June compared to December. But on a more mm. traditional item like a t-shirt or something like that, I would expect double to triple the volume that you're usually seeing in June, July. I mean, August actually this year was very, very good. A very high volume August. I would say this year, August was definitely the second best month of the year behind December. And that's for a lot of reasons. I mean, we sell a lot of like clothing, stuff like that. So back to school is going to be doing very well around that time. Yeah. And then also it's just like kind of a point in the year where people are I don't, I don't know how to describe it really, but it's a time where people are shopping. People are out looking for products. Summer's kind of winding down. People are starting to get their hoodies and pants, stuff yeah. like that. And sales do really well during then. But there's a lot of stuff that I buy where it won't even sell for the month of June, like a mm-hmm. Christmas item, let's say. Nobody's buying a Christmas item or advent calendar in June. It's just not happening. And mm. all of that stuff, like it could be 200 times the volume, you know, like there's definitely SKUs that maybe sell once in June and 5,000 times in December. It just right, really you know, depends on the item. But I've been really worried about you. Like, you know, I just have noticed, like, I was, I was thinking you'd get to be the Grinch because I'm not seeing those yard yard decorations and the holiday direct decorations <laughs> yeah. like last year. I'm yeah. like, dude, what's up? Uh, are we are we getting the little uh, Grinchies this year? <laughs> <laughs> last year we got pretty burned on a lot of those decorations like there's one uh the problem is with some of those decorations they're too big it's so expensive to ship like the boxes are like 24 by 24 by 20 like it's bigger than a home depot extra large box so let's say you don't sell through or something like that and you have to remove it you're gonna get charged 20 30 bucks for each one of those and that's what happened to us last year there's one brand that we went super deep on it's like a retailer's brand and they just I, I, ba- I basically bought something in like late October. I was getting everything ready to be checked in like early November so I could get sales throughout that entire two month span. Yeah. And what happened was as soon as I shipped out all my stuff, they marked everything down like 40%. Ugh. So my buy cost was way higher than everyone else. And that happened on another thing this year, which kind of sucks. Like something I had maybe $30,000 in where they just dropped the price by like 30%. After saying Oof. it was the lowest price of the season. Like it sucks, but there's just really not too much you can do about something like that. But yeah. again, with the decorations, I don't really want to mess with too much oversized stuff anyway. And this year, we're all prep center. We don't have a warehouse. So I, like, I kind of feel bad sending something to a prep center where they're only making a dollar and it's like a huge box. You know, like, It yeah. just doesn't really make sense for them. It takes up a ton of space. It's not yeah. a lot of sales value. Amazon storage fees are going up You know, every year. It goes up a little bit. But overall, but I, I just made the decision. It's not really worth it to fool with oversize. But I got to hand it to you. You uh, moved a lot of that stuff left over from last year, this year. Like, I mean, yeah. I, you just oh, sent yeah. out we had, like, a whole bunch of that out. A 10 by 10 storage unit with a bunch of random stuff. And we've been ripping through all of that. So at least I'm getting the money back eventually. You know, it's not like it's just all going to waste. But wish I could have returned yeah. it then. But it took Amazon so long to pull everything back out. It just wouldn't work. Right, right, right. So, you know, what uh, What do you do more of in December, FBA or FBM? 
What definitely was... going to be focusing on FBA more. We covered that a little bit earlier. I'm not a big FBM fan. It's just it's a lot of work, a lot of account health issues. Um, it's just a lot more can go wrong. One thing that happened to us last year, um, I'm not even sure if you know about this, but it was like a week in December where everything was smooth sailing, and then we had a pickup on December 6th. And this is at a time where we're doing a lot of merch fulfill volume, like 150, mm. 200, 300 orders a day. I had yeah. maybe 150 to 200 packages in that pickup. All of them just went missing. Like all of them what? were gone. Yeah. Wait, no clue I must what have happened been. that. But I was on the I, road. Yeah. yeah, something like yeah. that. But I had to refund wow. a ton of people. It was a huge wow. pay. It wasn't it wasn't like big boxes though. So it's not like it like it was maybe like six, five, six thousand worth of stuff, seven, ten thousand at most still and, it's yeah wow. yeah still just money gone but like right. it, it could have been way worse you know if it's 50 extra large boxes then that could be a hundred thousand worth of stuff you know it just yeah. really depends but it's kind of you know it's a merchant just it, has so many cons that's yeah I mean. yeah i see i you know i as i hear you talk i i'm reminded of the fact that it is a business things happen you're gonna have wins and losses and you just yeah. gotta roll the punches and uh Thank God, you know, these, these weren't huge ones, you know, that, uh, mm-hmm. that you're able to absorb and move yeah. on. Yeah, and I, we've taken bigger losses just off random stuff. I mean, like the Kohl's yeah. cash, stuff like that. Oh my it's kind of just yeah. out of our control. I mean, the biggest yeah. loss of all that we still I need to get systems set up for is the retailers not sending us all the inventory or not refunding us when we return something. There's a lot right. of leakage that goes on there that I think if I can get my systems really, really good for reconsolation and submitting invoices to Amazon, I think I can add an extra 4 to 5% onto my overall profit margin literally right. by just getting reimbursements from the retailers and Amazon. Like buying the exact same products, I can make 5% more just off of building those systems, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, speaking of which, I noticed you did, uh, did this year a little bit different um, and that we didn't front load, uh, you know, everything on Friday, it, you kind of were spacing it out over the entire month to increase your profits. And, yeah, uh, I so realized it's, it's not a big bang, but exactly. Yeah. I realized that in 2021, actually, I spaced it out better last year. I'm going to do it even better this year. So yeah. 2021 had this one shoe. I'll just say the shoe. I don't care. I don't sell shoes. Anymore. It was Converse platforms. And right. at this time, 2021, there's maybe three to five sellers on the listings. And man, the volume is like under a thousand rank. <laughs> And the prices were like double retail. So I could yeah. just buy it from anywhere, sell it for 130, 140, 150. And uh, I, was... I listed eight, 900 pairs and they all sold that day. Like I flew <laughs> through all of those. I was like, what just happened? Well, like, like that but it looked good. It looked, it looked good. When you, I was like, it was I was like 80, so 70,000 or something. Yeah, I was sales. freaking out. Like, that, like what? the tweets went crazy. Like, it was overall yeah. a crazy day, but like after that volume yeah. just dropped off the hill. Like I maybe did thirty thousand right. on Cyber Monday, and then after I was doing like twenty k a day, fifteen k a day in December. Now it's gonna be yeah. like, oh, I might do twenty k Black Friday, twenty k Cyber Monday, but I'll do thirty to fifty a day in December. So yeah, it, yeah. the prices are gonna be better, volumes better in December. The real flex is who can hold their stock from Black Friday to like December 20th or so. Like whoever can, can hold on. through that whole point, get sales the whole time and still be mm. in stock, that's how you know you did your purchasing correctly. That's how you know you Good. got the right yeah. amount of quantity and all of that. Yeah, right, right. So, I mean, which is better for selling? Is it Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Which one do you find I, better? I, I think selling-wise, definitely Cyber Monday. 
Uh, there's just more people online. But honestly, it's pretty comparable. And it doesn't compare to December, I'll say December 8th to like December 20th. That's right. like the ultimate peak volume where you're going to see almost if, if you have the same inventory valuation on Cyber Monday as you do on like December 10th, you're going to be selling more on December 10th than you are on Cyber Monday. It's just yeah. how it is. There's less people on the listings. People are really, really looking for stuff to buy. They want their inventory or personal items to come in quickly. Huh. So overall, the mid-December is the best time to sell, but Cyber Monday over Black Friday for selling. And for huh. buying, I like Black Friday more than Cyber Monday because of the early Black Friday deals. But Cyber yeah. Monday still had really, really good stuff, like stuff that just sits 50 ROI, sells like pretty much instantly. Huh. But a lot of those sites, like it might take them a couple of weeks to get it delivered. So by then it's going to be very, very late. And I would right. have to merge fulfilled if I wanted to sell it before the end of the year, which right. is an advantage of merge fulfilled. Like what you can do is you can buy as soon as you order it or buy it in store, you can list it immediately, see if it sells and you can go back to the store and buy more. That's the best way for a beginner to kind of test the waters with December, see how the volume is and not to kind of go too deep or make any of the bad mistakes, which is easily possible. Like you could easily go way too deep on an item or way too light on an item. You know, it just can go either way or you can make the mistake that I did and buy an item a little bit too early and then they mark it down heavily a couple weeks later. So hmm. in that circumstance, what I would do is I would either try and return it or if I already shipped it to Amazon, I learn my lesson and I'm going to write down those dates on when I purchased it and when I should have purchased it. Mm -hmm. So I'll know the next year when the sales cycle is going to come. And that's, that's uh -huh. one thing I want to touch on a little bit more about taking notes and writing down mm -hmm. all these sales. You can add so much to your volume. First off, everyone needs to be tracking their purchases. Mm -hmm. So you can look back at previous years and see, oh, I got this for this price. This is awesome. Let me see if I can find it again. And I did a lot of that this year because 2021, I don't think I had my like order breakdown spreadsheet yet. Uh, 2022, I had it though. By like mm -hmm. July 2022, I was marking every single purchase, where I bought it from, sometimes mm -hmm. even like the coupon code, if I used a gift card, uh, literally all the information I need. Mm -hmm. And that is very, very, very handy in a time like this. But back yeah. to the notes. So you need to be keeping tabs on other, or I'll, I'll put it like this. Let's say you're only doing clothes and shoes and you want to kind of experiment into other types of products. You need to be looking now for next year because a lot of the times, let's say you're looking for Christmas stuff in July, you're going to search it. It's not even going to pop up because there's either no sellers, the price is too high, the rank is high. It's really hard to find those good listings when you're not in that peak season. And that goes for everything. That goes for Easter products. It's going to be way harder to find the best Easter SKUs when you're looking in December or any other time other than that holiday. So what new sellers should be doing is marking down good SKUs that are good volume, have consistent pricing, or they go up in pricing, and saving those down for next year. And even writing down potential places to buy them from, uh, quantities to get if they can see like, oh, this guy sold 410 days in December. I need to get 1,000 of these. Stuff like that, it really, really helps. Like I was looking through my 2022 notes today, and the first page of products, I have maybe 10 products on there, every single one of them I bought this year. Every single one of them I got again. Mm. And that just goes to show, like you need to be keeping track of everything you're buying 
and all the sales having sales cycles written down is extremely important as well you need to know when the best prices are coming and for which websites and that doesn't go for just december that goes for like back to school that goes for literally anything like you need to keep track of when stuff is going to happen and if you don't you're going to be behind or a little bit lost Yes, this is a, a very important. So kids, stay in school, learn to take notes, and make sure you keep a record of everything because it pays off even when you're an old man. It's so uh, funny. I hated taking notes in school. I'll oh, take God. Q4 notes all day. <laughs> it's all what you love, man. It's all what you love. I want to really jump back, is. though, I'll, I'll back a little bit. You know, yeah. on the FBM stuff, I don't see a lot of guys around here. Are you having that all done at uh, with yeah. your fulfillment house? or Pretty much just... all prep centers. If I'm going to be doing FBM, it'll definitely be through a prep center. We have some okay. returns and old stuff here at the house or mm. at a local 3PL, and we'll probably merge fulfill some of that just because it's getting a little bit late to send in shipments, uh, depending on the fulfillment center. But some fulfillment centers are flying. TEB9 up in New Jersey is doing really, really well right now. Uh, mm. Some of the slower ones are like, I think it's SWF2 in Yonkers. That's slow. It's like a couple weeks to check in. Uh, I posted it in our, my Discord about all the best fulfillment centers and the worst ones right now. Check it out. So, yeah, yeah, definitely go read into that and make sure you guys are shipped to the right places. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I missed this. You said it earlier, but what is the peak volume point in Q4? Where is the, the peak? Where are we looking to, to reach question. max? So I'm going to say the day is exact. So December 8th to about December 20th. That's going to be the absolute peak volume, peak pricing, best time to sell your products. Right, right. Yeah, okay. That makes and sense. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll cover another similar topic to this. One thing you guys want to do is you want to make sure you want to try and sell out of everything that you have in December. Because the chances of an item being a higher price in January is very low. It's maybe like... 3 to 5% chance that it's going to be a better price in January, maybe even lower. And it kind of just depends on the item. But a lot of stuff is going to be significantly better in December. So even if you're like looking, you're like, eh, the price is not that good right now. I might hold off. You should just sell it because when January rolls around, everything tanks. That's not moving. Like you'll mm -hmm. look at some of these Nike listings, like the hoodies or something like that, for example. You can see, oh, it's flying for 75, hits 50 in January. Like wow. it goes down quick. So yeah. you need to try and get rid of everything you can. The goal for me is always to be at as low of an inventory valuation as possible by December right. 31st. You want to have and that, as much of your stuff cleared out, which is why I kind of split it up. Like the first two months of Q4, October, November, and the back half of like September, and even in August, I buy stuff for Christmas. So yeah. those months are where I'm buying. I'm focused on buying. I'm not really like, in the day-to-day -day of the repricer i'm just setting my prices high seeing what happens seeing if they move but december right. once december first rolls around i'm not going to be doing purchasing i'm going to be straight up just repricing managing inventory and looking for reconciliation stuff so let's say like um, some of the orders got canceled i have gift cards to use i'll try and use those like just try and get rid of everything Get rid of all my returns. That's going to be a huge focus I'm going to pivot on as soon as December rolls around. Merchant fulfilling a bunch of returns because that stuff can just stack up. And the easiest time to sell it is during December. There's definitely products that only move a few times a year. Maybe the listing got deleted or something. Best chance right. you have of selling that is in the next yeah. 20 days. 
Got it, got it. Uh, but let's go to January. What are you going to do after the craziness? Are you are you taking trips or where are you where are you that's, heading? This yeah, that's that's a good question. I will definitely take some trips. I was talking with Danny today. We're definitely going to go to New York like after Christmas, like maybe late December or early January. Cool. And then I need to go to Miami as well so I can film podcasts like Miles Jackson, all the homies out in Miami. The boys I'll be coming there soon, and we'll do a bunch of pods, film a bunch cool. of content, get all that stuff. But for the FBA business side of things, I probably won't do too much buying in January. Um, I'm mainly going to be just structuring my team and immediately getting prepared for Q4 next year. So putting mm. systems in place for reconsolation, having my admin take on some more work, like update, like just a lot of admin level stuff Internal to stuff. take yeah. like the small data entry, small work like that off of my hands. Mm. And Another thing is to start reaching out to wholesalers, start putting together POs, yeah. um, getting into wholesale heavily during the first of the year, just getting into all of that in January, February. It's a lot easier to find wholesale profitably than arbitrage profitably when it's that beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, it kind of dries up when it comes to arbitrage, and then it comes back really, really strong for July, August. But yeah. We tried the buyer's mart a couple times, but what, no no thoughts on that. You're probably not heading back yeah, to that. Yeah, it's, it's not the best. And he's referring mm. to America's Mart, Atlanta Market. Um, it's decent. It's just a lot of like – I'm trying to think of a good way to put it. Like homemade arts and crafts, like stuff that yeah. is not going to even be on Amazon. Like it's stuff that will go in a gift shop. It will go into just like a tourist place, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not going to do well on Amazon. There is one account that we found there that I still sell products from. So, I mean, it's not a complete failure. I mean, if you get yeah. one account, it's worth it. Like, yeah, period. absolutely. If you get one account, it's worth it. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't I see myself going back. Um, yeah. But ASD in March is coming up, so I'm excited to go to that. There's a couple yeah. other conventions that are in March that have piqued my interest, like a couple about tools and some of the more niche categories. So yeah. we might check out some of those and then miami seller conference is also in march that'll be super fun everyone's going out to that yeah any vacations though are you thinking <laughs> uh hawaii uh, uh europe know. or something i don't know that's a good question um yeah there's I a like lot of work for, for me the work trips are just as fun if not more fun than vacation like i had, yeah <laughs> i had almost more fun at like amazon united and asd in august than i have on like almost any vacation even even Yosemite, I mean, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome, but it's like when you meet like 50 people you know online in person Absolutely. for the first time, like it's a yeah. very, very cool feeling. Yeah, and especially if you're going good. like ASD and you're making money too, like it's sure. a win-win. Like you're not beating <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah, and, and the food is incredible too, right? Yeah, I mean, we were eating good. Meals. Steakhouses yeah. every night when we're in Vegas. <laughs> It's amazing. I love those trips. You know, yeah, God, they are. They're awesome. Awesome fun. Wow. Well, it sounds like Q4 is going really well. I mean, we're yeah. we're underway and uh, and getting ready for the peak. Out. That's that's all I'll say. Getting ready for the real volume to come in. I'm holding my prices very high right now, and a lot of the stuff that I'm selling, like the reason why Black Friday Cyber Monday sales are low, then I'll just up my prices, hold out for December. That's the best way yeah. to do it. Yeah, cool, cool. Wow, well, I'm excited to see what happens. You know, I'm, it's it's always an adventure to see what's coming up next. And and um, I'm thinking that each year we're getting wiser and wiser. Those notes are helping. No, exactly. Yeah. Like, 
Like yeah. my quantity buying is getting better. I'm having less inventory by the end of the year. I'm I'm very happy with my buys this year. Um, yeah. My credit was a little bit lower due to my cap one limit getting cut pretty hard. But right. we'll we'll figure out solutions for that next year. Now I know because I hadn't really pushed my car to the limits, you know, since last year or maybe in like August. But is not hitting the same limits as I was a couple years ago. But can you uh, can you reveal what you you spend on Christmas inventory? Is that yeah? You know you what? Mean? Let me just pull up my spreadsheet. It's, it's always interesting. I mean, uh, to see an eighteen year old kid flying through cash like this, you know, <laughs> yeah. people are. But well, the thing is, like. I'm very, I'd say, desensitized to this because I'd spent three hundred thousand in a day when I was doing botting. But three years ago, when I before I even started Amazon, when I was fifteen, like it kind of yeah. just like I'm like, oh, four hundred thousand December, that's nothing. I already did that on one drop. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like Grant says, it's just a matter of zeros, you know. I mean, he said that in the previous podcast. I was listening to him talking about it. He My on hand buy cost is probably around four hundred fifty thousand, which would be like. 900,000 in sales. So wow. pretty solid. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah, and that's over that's a couple solid. months of like really building it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that, that is pretty crazy, but I feel like I had similar to that. Maybe, maybe more last year, but at the same time, 80, 80% of my products were shoes. Then now it's 0%. I'm not buying any new shoes. Like I've completely switched my niche, moved out of the warehouse in the last like five months or so. My business has completely changed. We started wholesale, very, very different than what it was a year yeah. ago. And it'll continue to change. That's how it always is. It's going to always evolve and adapt. And yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with what it's looking like now. And next year is really going to be the year where we pop off and get all the sales and hit our million-dollar months, all of that. Whew, let's do it. I, <laughs> I do have to say, though, after watching Air, the movie, I'm missing yeah. the shoes a little bit, you know? No, it's me just, too, man. I mean, like, Some God. of those exclusive shoes, like, <sighs> it's I still just have such my a personal beautiful collection. thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, a lot yeah, of the times yeah. with the shoes, we wouldn't even really touch them anyway. Like, it would be kind of similar, like, yeah. but we would yeah. touch a lot of shoes at the same time. Like, we did yeah. package a lot through our house. But a lot of, like, the more exclusive, like, Yeezys, Jordans, we were sending to... New Jersey, Danny, before he even started the prep center, or yeah. Oregon. Shout out Tommy, and yes, saving Tommy. money on the tax. So yeah, but I I feel like though we also did more on the collecting side, like just shopping for great shoes and great deals, yeah. and you know That's things true. that are rare. And I don't yeah. we don't get to do that hardly anymore. You know, like uh, that is definitely unless we go to Miami or something. You know, yeah, and go to like a sneaker store or something like that. Yeah. At the I same time, that. though, the drops recently. Like I feel like the the drops in twenty seventeen to twenty twenty a lot better shoes than they're coming out now. Like a lot of them are yeah. kind of like washed up colorways. Like yeah. there's not a lot of like new like heat. Like you, yeah. you're not we seeing need... a shoe like the Sean Weatherspoons coming out. Like all the off whites kind of got stale after mm -hmm. after like two years. Like two years after the ten where they started like all the dunks and all the other stuff, it kind of like lost its touch. Like, yeah, I, I love like the off-white Prestos, Sean Weatherspoon, stuff like that, yeah. where it's like amazing shoes. Yeah, we need limited. some new designers. Yeah, we, we need do. To, some new guys out there. We need Kanye to put some out stuff. some more stuff. Yeah. That, that aren't that, Yeezy that's 350s the for 30% under retail. All yeah. of those have been breaking recently. I know it's kind of a weird time. Like, yeah. I mean, but I feel like the buyers are still there. People still want yeah. a great shoe. I mean, it's, it's just you know, like certain models, like three fifties. There's probably at this point, 
50 to 70 different colorways, maybe more. Like it's a lot of different colorways of the same model yeah. or shoe. And yeah. after a while, it's kind of just hard to keep up the demand unless you're restocking old SKUs. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of work to keep that up, and it's not really like that anymore. The only people who are buying Yeezys profitably are people who have connections to boutiques, retail stores, and they're getting them 20, 30 percent under retail, and then right. they're able to wholesale them out to like sneaker stores, like places mm-hmm. that are like in your mall or whatever that can sell it for three hundred. You know. So, have you seen any new designers? Any new? Um new lines coming out that were interesting I at all really paid that much attention but there's definitely like some cool collabs like the palace uggs those were cool there's like oh. still small stuff that'll come out and be like oh yeah i like that but yeah. nothing like huge really yeah. um if it was something huge i'd probably buy some of it you know like get some yeah. to sell still yeah. have all the old bulk buyer connections and all that so yeah yeah we'll have to Why hit not? up New York and uh, yeah. do some shopping. Yeah. yeah, we digress. We're so far off Q4. Just talking about <laughs> everything else. We covered anyway. pretty much everything you can cover with Q4. We we did a good cool. job of covering that. Okay. I, I only really cool. wanted this one to be like 20, 30 minutes and just kind of focused on that. But I'm liking how this okay. combo's going. Talking about other stuff. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's it's always a pleasure. You know, we we work so hard. Like we don't get to sit down and talk unless oh, it's yeah. strategy and it's boom, boom, boom. Do this, do that, do this, get this out or whatever. Yeah, a lot. And then I, when I'm gone, I'm I'm on the phone or I'm in a hotel room somewhere. You know, doing working late at night and trying to help you or trying to do whatever I got to do. So it's it's work, work, work. Which is why yeah. January so nice. Yeah, <laughs> chill time immediately after Q4. Well, it's not really yeah. chill time because like. Amazon will like kind of I'll, I'll kind of slow that down a little bit, focus on building new teams, but then I'll ramp up the content, you know. So it's always something new to work on. Right. Speaking of that, how's it going? Like, how are you feeling about? Good. That? I mean, I'm liking doing the podcast, yeah. getting fun guests on. There's a there's like ten to fifteen people who I'm really really excited to interview, and all of them I'm waiting to do in person. So be ready for a bunch of good podcasts, interviews, all of that coming soon. Cool. Um, Twitter posts, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy doing Instagram reels and all that type of stuff as well. It's been an overall fun journey, and I'm definitely going to continue pushing hard on it in January. So uh, give me a plug. Like, what what do you got going for that? What kind of uh, consulting are you offering? What's happening with all yeah, that? Yeah, so I just tweeted out, um, reply to my most recent tweet if you guys are interested in a mentorship, one-on-one calls, Lifetime access to FBA AIO. It's not a cheap price, but it's worth the value. Um, and then that's that's for sellers who are in the 10 to 50K a month range. We'll be very transparent. If you're under that, if you're under 10K a month, sign up one month for FBA AIO. You'll have leads. You'll have how to start. Literally everything you need to get to 10, 20, 30K a month. And then that higher level, that one-on-one coaching is going to be for very high-level strategy advice, looking over your quantities that you're buying, Everything that's like in the weeds of your business that you really need to like scale up and get to a higher level to mm. get to 100, 200, 300K a month, which we've done for three years in a row. Yeah. It's all in the links below, people. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome, dude. Yeah. It's very exciting. I, I learned so much. Like, I just go back and check out your podcast, riding in the car on trips or flying or whatever. And yeah, that's like, um, there's so much stuff that I didn't know. I'm right there beside you a lot of the journey, but it's mm-hmm. just so much information and these podcasts and all this, uh, it's just so filled. It's just shocking how much um, you can learn just listening yeah. to the podcast. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for hopping on and talking with me. Yeah. This is a good episode. Absolutely. Glad we could do this. Sorry it's going to be a little My bit pleasure. late, guys. It's already Tuesday. This should have been released by now, but it's been so crazy uh, with Cyber Monday and everything. I feel like people wouldn't even really be watching it that closely anyway. So we'll have it up by tomorrow and everything ready. Okay. But cool. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks, man. Have a good Take one. Take care. Bye.